2: Kristen told
3: us earlier today that she tried killing everybody in the neighborhood.
1: It wasn't intentional, so it was manslaughter, not
3: murder. Manslaughter. Um, but so long as you have the support of your family, it's okay. And now you don't even have that because your husband doesn't like you anymore either.
1: I know. I don't know why. i <laughs> going through it. This is a tough week for you. man. <laughs> I don't know why I am the way that I am. Like
3: We've all been trying to figure it out for years.
1: Yeah, I'm seriously like... <laughs> I'm like the, I'm like the worst person to drink with. Like, I don't know why I bring up certain topics and conversations because I'm not a person that likes confrontation and conflict usually, but I love to pick the most inopportune times to have serious conversations. And that's exactly what happened this past weekend with my husband. So we had a date day, which is lovely. And we went to an NFL game. And so we get there early and we had like these sideline passes beforehand, which was super cool. And we're in this like, you know, this suite hosted by this company Life Brand and it was all the food you can eat and all mm-hmm. the foods you can drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are,
3: other, there are celebrities in there. Yeah. Goldberg, Goldberg. was in there. A <laughs> legend.
1: <laughs> doing spears and stuff. <laughs> and so we're sitting there. And we're having a great time. Like, it was great atmosphere, and it was super cool, and I can't remember... that's
3: what didn't sit well with you. What?
1: Because we were having a great time? (laughs) 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 But we really were. Like, I mean, we were having an awesome time, and we're sitting there, and we're enjoying the game... And he's my little food caddy because I don't know why I get nervous about going to get food in front of people. So he actually goes and gets food for me and brings it back to me. I've known Aww. other people like that. I can't really. do it. they
3: don't like to stand up and cross a room and get food nope. and bring it back.
1: No, nope. why? why is that? I don't know. I'm one of those people. And we sat down, and he's like, "You hungry?" And I'm like, "Uh huh." Mm-hmm. He's like, "What do you want?" And I'm like, "You know what you you know, you know what I like." Well, he's that's so- a
3: good evolution because he used to like just baby bird you. Yeah. He would
1: go over, uh-huh. And he'd go
3: over to the buffet and eat food and then just chew it up and then. We'd Regurgitate and put it in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's where Jimmy gets it from. <laughs> mouth to mouth. Yeah.
1: Now I'm, I'm very I'm very weird that way. So he went he he gets food and we do the first round and then I'm like you know like three beers in and we have to do the second round of food you know to coat the stomach and then now I'm on my fourth beer and I've been sitting so everything's just kind of like there and in the box next to us is this adorable family with a little girl wearing a Falcons cheerleader costume, Cutie, right? cutie. She had maybe maybe a year and a half, maybe two, but I mean, in these like little pigtails and it was just, oh, it was so adorable. And in the middle of our grand time, sipping our beers, watching football, I turn to my husband and I go, I want a little girl. Oh well, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Like you want to be, like you want to, Get pregnant again?
1: I want a baby.
2: <laughs> right, right, right there. That right. was the time. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: And he just kind of looks at me, and he knows not to respond because he doesn't want to engage in this conversation. And I don't blame him. Like it's at the, t- it's it's at the top of the third quarter. It's a good game. Like it's a close score. Like what am I even doing? And I'm like, oh, I go look, look, and like I point to this little girl in her little Falcons cheerleader outfit, and I'm like, and she's so cute. And He's like, mm hmm. And I'm like, Jimmy would be the best big brother. Oh, no. oh. And like now listen.
3: Is this the way you really feel or is this the four uh PBRs talking?
1: Um a, dr- <laughs> a drunk woman's words are a sober woman's thoughts. And um he's just like, what 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 are you doing? Like, what are you even talking about?
2: <laughs> what are you, <laughs> you doing?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm just like, I I just oh, Jimmy would just be the best big brother, and oh, just to have a look, look how cute she is, and it would just be so much fun. <laughs> and um, I'm. Now in my sober state, recognize like that, that ship has sailed for me has as, it? Or, as far as like carrying another baby, Yes. I mean, we got science and
3: everything on your side. If you wanted to do it, you, we could probably pop that thing out. No,
1: like I'm like, I'm forthcoming. I'm, I'm 44. Like, um, IVF took its toll. I did two rounds. It's very expensive. So from like a, a physical, emotional, like financial standpoint, that's not going to happen. But, you know, I floated adoption out there to him multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I think adopting a little girl that would be younger than Jimmy, because, you know, I still want to maintain the birth order because I want Jimmy to be the oldest. I just yeah. think it would, I just don't know if I can convince my husband of it.
4: I had
3: thoughts this weekend of adopting somebody also. But can you have those thoughts if they have a family? Because like, Hazel.
4: <laughs>
3: Cassie's daughter at the Christmas party is the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my life and I really thought like uh-huh. I-, I wonder if Cassie would even know she was missing I
5: would 100% very much know <laughs>
3: because she's the cutest thing I've ever seen so, uh, I just so wanna... is adoption really sincerely it, could it be on the table yeah I mean yeah. it's
1: on the table I don't know if my husband's going to pick it up or not because he's the stay at home dad he's the one like the primary caretaker of Jimmy even though I end up being like the default parent if you don't know what that is that's another conversation for another time um and it's a lot it's a lot right now for sure like that toddler phase is it's not it's not easy no phase is easy they all have their challenges um but I just want to formally apologize to my husband that right there in the middle of our day date having a grand time I'm just like hammered and turning. I want <laughs> I am I, Just like I, I seriously I'm, I'm the worst. So my bad.
3: I think he's probably no I mean that's been on the table though so yeah. it didn't come out of totally come out of nowhere. No
1: it, 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 it let's just say my timing is impeccable. <laughs> it wasn't the time nor the place to have that conversation especially like when I'm four Miller lights in. So, <laughs> yeah
3: probably. Yeah mm-hmm. okay. Lesson learned. The Burt Show. We have made the offer to you guys before. Look, we will do a background check for you guys. It can be expensive. You give us the info. We hire the PI. We do the background check. But you have to agree that we give you the results of the background check on The Burt Show for everybody to hear. So if you're into that, you can hit us up at TheBurtShow.com. And we got to take her.
6: Hello, Burt Show fam. P1 here. First and foremost, I'd like to say thank you for a wonderful show. I am a new mom who works from home, and you guys are my daily adult interaction. Secondly, I'd like to stay anonymous as I ask you to please do an investigation on my best friend's new boyfriend. Let's call my friend Ashley. Ashley is a wonderful person. She is caring, loving, kind, and has worked really hard to build a life she's proud of. She's been a single mom since divorcing her husband almost 10 years ago. She's been dating here and there, but nothing serious. She is like Abby on the dating apps, and it hasn't worked well for her at all. She's met some real POSs. Same, recently Ashley met a guy who she fell head over heels for. They dated for months but were never official because he had commitment issues. She was borderline in love with this man. Unfortunately, he did not feel the same and never wanted to be exclusive. So for her mental health, she had to break things off. Just two short weeks later, she starts dating a guy that I had never heard of. We will call him Zach. Then all of a sudden, they became exclusive out of nowhere. Myself and Ashley's other friends think that she's just rebounding from the first guy. And, well, Burt Cho, this new guy smells like bad news to me and all of her her friends. What I know so far, he is a father of five children and recently got divorced, or so he tells Ashley. He is not allowed to see any of his children because he has a restraining order against him by his quote-unquote ex-wife. I did meet Zach one time and asked him what he did for a living. He said, I used to own my own store, but my ex sold it. That was it. Didn't say anything else about what he did now. Ashley has her own home, own land, and lives by herself. I could see this guy taking advantage of her very easily. Ashley has also admitted that Zach has quote-unquote financial issues due to his ex-wife. I just don't know that he's being honest with how deep these financial issues are. I found some other things I didn't like after I scoped out his Facebook. It is bad, full of red flags. A lot of his posts are adult and super grotesque. Nothing a father of five should be posting on social media. It's really disgusting to be honest. It also states that he's single. No posts about his children, ex-wife, nothing. I'm afraid Ashley is going to fall for this guy, rebounding from her first and allow him to take full advantage. She's very giving and I'm scared for her. Her friends and I have all talked about submitting this email to ask for your help. I hope it is received well and I hope that you guys can help with the situation by doing an investigation on him. The problem is all we have is his Facebook. I could potentially get his number if needed, but... That's all I really have. I hope you guys can help. Thank you. Signed, worried friend of someone who's probably dating a murderer. All
3: right, good radio, bad idea. Um, I look, this is a grown ass woman. I mean, if we well, sure we can do it. And besides finding, you know, that he is indeed uh, a murderer. Look, there's nothing you're going to be able to say. There's nothing you can be able to say. She, your friend, already knows all this. She's been on his Facebook. Right? She knows exactly what he's all about. So now you present. Even more stuff. If she's in
1: love, there is there's nothing you can say until you want to see it for yourself. You're not going to see it at all.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. She has more than enough information on this guy already to have to take to her friend. And if her friend doesn't see it from all that was already mentioned, uh, anything short of a murderer, I I don't see her changing by finding out anything else knew about him?
6: Well, I happen to think it's both good radio and a good idea. Okay. Like, look, women, we got to look out for each other. And sometimes I think we need as much tangible proof as possible to be able to show your friends that the guy that you're dating could possibly be a murderer. Okay, so he (laughs) he might not be a murderer, but there's definitely some shady stuff going on and tons of red flags. And I think a lot of the stuff that you mentioned is very easy for somebody dating somebody else to brush off. But if you have something more tangible, like, I don't know, A a felony background, I feel like that's a little bit more, um, somebody would be more willing to take that seriously with someone that they're potentially in love with.
3: Even if he has a felony background, if she loves this guy and is so focused on it, she's going to say something to the effect that was the old him, he's not like that anymore. She's going to
2: make a million excuses on why she should go out with this guy anyway. And you got to think about the fact that she said that she has not been excited or met anyone. She's tried so hard. So like Abby, in your situation, you do finally meet that guy and it does feel like it's the world and it's everything. And your friend tells you, eh, I'm not so sure." up. Are you really going to listen to her?
6: Well, here's the thing. I would have already done all this research. And if I've gone through his Facebook and I've decided that everything he's posted is fine and dandy, you ain't changing my mind.
2: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is meddling to the 10th degree, but I mean, I'm here for it because at least as a friend, you know, you did everything you could to Warner. And yeah. so you have your own peace of mind. Sure. We'll do
2: it. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz.
6: Well, it sounds like the perfect setup for a Netflix film. He's worth $11 billion, and he's decided his fortune isn't going to any younger descendants in his family, but to his gardener. This is so fascinating to me. So interesting. So, this is 80 year old billionaire Nicholas Puish who is the head of the Hermès dynasty. And if you don't know about Hermès, it's like the cream of the crop luxury brand. I mean, I think it's higher than Louis Vuitton and Gucci. Oh, yeah. It is elite. You go you boys have heard of the Birkin bags.
1: Yes. Those both. are Hermès Birkin bags and they they I mean, $20,000 a pop. Why?
3: What does it do for you? Does it rub up against you?
2: Nope. (laughs) What does it do?
6: It's like a, it's a wealth statement. So you can't just buy a Birkin bag unless you're buying it secondhand. You have to spend a certain amount at Hermes. You have to have a relationship with one of their sales associates. And then if you're lucky, they will offer you a $20,000 to $100,000 bag that you can, you will have the opportunity to purchase.
3: So it's a status symbol so you can show everybody that uh, you're better than everybody else.
6: Exactly. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So he is allegedly working on adopting his 51-year-old gardener and naming him the heir to his fortune. So he never married, uh, the, the head of Hermes, never married. He has no kids, and he's allegedly planning to legally designate his former gardener and handyman as his rightful heir. This is being reported on by a Swiss publication. So people are like, well, who the hell is this gardener? Like, did you know, Did was he like a son to him growing up? And all we know so far about this gardener is that he's just a normal dude from a normal Moroccan family. He's got two kids and he's set to inherit a significant portion of this fortune. So... We have a little bit more context when we look at Puesh's history with his family, because you would think a name like Hermes, you would want to keep this fortune in the family. Sure.
4: Let
3: me pause you for one second and ask this question. Mm-hmm. If you just get a call from an attorney one day, right? And they're like, hey, you need to come on into the office. Uh, somebody's left you some money. And it was a complete shock to you that you inherited this cash. one 855 Because at some point, this gardener, Uh, this landscaper was just, gets a call on his cell phone. It's just like, hey, just want to let you know you just hit the lottery. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, because this this fortune
6: eleven billion yeah. b- b- billion, billion. Mm. dollars Damn. that's astronomical.
3: One eight five five Bircher.
6: So when we look into the history, it's very dramatic with the Hermes family. So apparently, a rift between the family happened in two thousand and fourteen when one of their rival rivalry luxury conglomerates acquired a big stake in Hermes. So there was this huge battle within the family. And he ended up leaving Hermes's board during all this turmoil. So a spokesperson spoke out for Puesh and it said he resigned because he has felt for several years, I don't know what this word says, beleaguered by members of his family who have attacked him on several fronts, not only regarding this luxury conglomerate, which now has a major stake. So this is... Not just crazy from an inheritance standpoint, but he's also apparently trying to adopt this 51-year-old gardener in Switzerland, (laughs) which is obviously very rare, and there's going to be some hurdles along the way there. Reports are saying that adoptions demand a prior relationship during the adoptees' Mm -hmm. minor years in order to make this happen. So it'll be fascinating if this even goes through. Is it?
3: I'm just running running through the scenarios. Is it possible, and maybe I've just watched too many Netflix shows, that they had like a hidden relationship?
1: Or mm. is he just wants to stick it to the family? Like he's that petty and he wants to get back at them that bad and this is his way of doing it by saying, I'm going to give everything to the gardener.
3: It has been my experience and at least watching these kind of scenarios too that there's so much money within the family and they have so much power in attorneys that they will fight this inheritance oh, yeah. for decades. This dude probably will never see that money. Now, every now and then... The person actually wins. Like, wasn't it Anna
1: Nicole Smith? I don't know if she got the money or not. I think she
3: did end up getting the money, but it was years and years and years. I think so. We'll have to look it up. It was years of that old dude, that 90-year-old dude with the taffy balls.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Ew.
4: I'm uncomfortable. He was very, very old.
6: We were talking about money here. (laughs) It's a visual I did not need.
3: (laughs) Kristen, you just Googled it? He was like 92 years old, right? (laughs) And they were in love. And when he died, whoa, that could have been predicted. Um, He left her everything. And the family's like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not getting that.
1: All right, so the court awarded her $474 million, but that was later appealed to the U.S. District Court, reduced to $88 million. But then in 2010, three years after her death, the court ruled that she was not entitled to any of his estate.
3: But she was already dead at that point, Mm -hmm. so she wasn't too bummed about it. And that is
2: when you want to find the kind of news (laughs) out.
1: Did you guys watch that movie
6: Knives Out?
2: Uh, no. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. kind of
6: long, a little bit along those lines. Yep, it is. Yeah, like, there's, there's also a book kind of like this that I've been reading. It's called The Inheritance Game. So if the storyline intrigues you, definitely check it out because I've been reading them.
3: By the way, if I ever start a band, that band's name is going to be Taffy Balls. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know.
6: Who's playing tonight? Taffy Balls.
1: <laughs>
3: I don't think anyone's going to fight you for that one. Well, one of those like old folk <laughs> oh, homes when they, you know, they're looking for a hobby and they put a band together. That's it. Senior Citizen <laughs> Homes. Right. Balls.
6: <laughs> You've probably never seen this scene from one of the biggest Christmas films of all time because it caused kids to call a sex hotline. I'll play you the deleted scene on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show.
2: The Burt Show.
3: Bad news at the doctor's office yesterday, but I knew it was coming. I'll get into it here in just one second. I need to follow up with you guys. Kristen, you were out the other day. Mm-hmm. When I don't know if I was bamboozled or not, but at least in the first 24 hours, it seemed to work because all of us in here uh, fight with sleep, right? If you get up early in the morning, you're constantly like trying, you got your mind always on the clock and when you got to go to sleep, whatever. And I told these guys, that, which you already know, that for 20 years, I haven't slept right. I'm on sleep aids, blabbity, blah blah, blah, blah. So... The thing that I'm really concerned about with lately, and if you've never done any kind of research on sleep at all, the deep sleep is like your most important because that's the most restorative stage that you have during sleep. A lot of people think that's REM sleep, and it's not. It's deep sleep, and it's tough to get into, at least for some of us. And it's really bad for me, which might be contributing to some of the health issues that I've been having like over the last year. So there I am, Kristen, on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... There is a video of somebody saying, like, if you want to get into that, fall into that deep sleep, find a video that is set to three hertz. It's a sound of three hertz. And if you listen to that while you're sleeping, it'll get you into this deep sleep phase. And I'm like, oh, what a crap. What a bunch of crap. But I'll try it. So I tried it. And for two nights, the results were great. Yeah. And I didn't know if this was in my head or not, some kind of psychosomatic deal. So while you were out and these guys were here, I asked them to be my test group to see if it worked for them, also. But first, we needed to test their sleep before hearing this sound all night long. So did you guys do that? Yep. Yep. All right, mm-hmm. you're in your health apps now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I know what, what is... a
5: health app looks like?
3: <laughs> uh, I'll show it to you. So, go into your health app, go into sleep. How much sleep did you get last night? How much deep sleep? How much core
2: sleep? But mostly we're focusing on the deep. So, I got uh, seven and a half hours of time of sleep. Wow. Do you normally get that much? Yeah, about seven, seven and a half. Bless you. But I only got 13 minutes of REM sleep. Wait, okay, not REM. What's the deep? Deep, I got seven minutes wow no 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 41 minutes
3: okay so Ooh. does it say what the percentage is there because you want to be around 20 something percent I think 20 25 percent of your sleep should be deep sleep if you're gonna be healthy six percent six bad that's okay. horrible all right so you're gonna be a real good test case for this this sound
6: so I got seven hours and 50 minutes of sleep what? I take sleep very seriously. I'm so <laughs> jealous. See,
3: was it Anne Hathaway? Who was it yesterday or two days ago that says that they get 14 hours? Dakota. Uh, Dakota. F-
6: Dakota Johnson. 14 hours of sleep a night? I don't know. I can't sleep that long. I can't either. That's I not always sleep. healthy either. Damn. Man, I just messed up something. Okay, there we go. And I got 21 minutes of deep sleep.
3: Okay, that's not a lot either. Yeah. Okay, Cass?
5: I mean, I got eight hours and four minutes, but it's not showing me any percentages, so... Huh. Wah, wah. okay. Yeah, even though I wore my watch, I charged it especially for it's this. It's okay,
3: it's okay, honey. You didn't get an F or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the two of you guys that do have some uh, data, go ahead and try this thing tonight and come in tomorrow and let's see if it actually works or not. I'm <laughs> very, very curious. Now, where'd you find that sound at? Uh, I'll send it to you. Okay. It's uh, You can Google three megahertz sound and... This video comes up and you just set it by your phone. It's twelve hours of the same sound that I played for you the other day. By the way,
1: I found my health app and I this the first time I'd ever opened it. It was like, welcome. Would you like to fill out all this information? <laughs> well, you usually
3: don't have to do anything. Well, I mean, you put your stats in there, like how old you are, what you weigh, or whatever, and yeah. then you just link it to your watch and it, it does all the work for you.
1: No, oh, I don't have a watch. Okay. <laughs>
3: well, that, that's not gonna work for
1: you. Got it. You don't have an Apple watch? No. Huh.
3: Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, I had a follow-up yesterday with uh, one of, a holistic doctor. I am figuring all this out, you guys. I'm figuring it out.
1: I, I love you. You've been figuring this out since I joined the show 12 years ago. Yeah, but
3: this <laughs> time I'm serious about it's it. It's not
1: even a joke. Abby, this man has tried <laughs> so many different things to fix
6: his tummy issues. Wait, I right, got except- that done. That's done. Is it done done? Stomach issues are pretty much done. Okay. Yep. I would like to know when you're going to wear Jackson's Secret Santa gift for you. Oh, yeah. Your tummy ache survivor <laughs> sweatshirt.
3: Um. Yeah, but I have been trying to figure it out, you right? Have. Yeah, you're right. So I get into the office yesterday and I'm seeing a new holistic doctor this time. And I have my follow-up yesterday. And the first thing that they do is they want to take measurements, right? Your blood pressure and all that stuff. I step on the scale, this is the heaviest I've ever been in my life.
1: Okay, okay. Is that a bad thing? It yes,
5: it's a bad thing. Doesn't muscle weigh a
6: lot? Oh, yeah.
5: No,
3: it's not muscle. I knew this was coming because I've been drinking so much lately,
6: oh,
5: and
3: wow. I've been eating bad, and this is probably the month here, but when I stepped on that scale, it was so sobering. It was really, really sobering.
5: Are you what? sure it's not just salt and water retention? I'm
3: pretty sure it's bad.
5: You don't have to look at the number on the scale You don't even have to let them weigh you
3: Well, I guess not But it was a little sobering for me So, And I've never been at this weight before So I did have some conflicting feelings about it I was trying to shake myself up And go, okay, don't panic Mm -hmm. Don't panic Don't join curves just yet That Jim.
5: Yes, we're
3: Um, familiar. Don't go to Lane Bryant. Don't do all that (laughs) just yet. All right, you're going to be all right. So that was the first thing. Uh, Second thing, you guys that hit me up yesterday, very concerned about me getting off of Effexor, weaning off of Effexor. I told uh, you guys yesterday that I've been on this anxiety medicine for 20 years and I take the smallest amount because I started the show and I was all freaked out about it. But I guess that, weaning yourself off of it is a little bit more difficult than I thought. And people that have tried it before, if you don't do it really, really particularly and carefully, you could have like these weird brain zaps. Have you guys ever heard of these? No. So it's almost where your brain isn't exactly functioning right. So you're you get a you get dizzy but b you get kind of disoriented also and it could be a very very painful process mm. Mm. So especially
1: all- since you've been doing like you said you've been on this for over 20 years 20 years so your body that's going to be a major adjustment even and, if even though it was a small dosage
3: right so i just thought this was going to be easy i'll just crack that pill open i'll take a couple of those little bubbly things out uh, every day, and then I'll just attach the pill again and easy breezy. It's not nearly that easy breezy.
1: And do you really want to do that over vacation?
3: I can't actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to wait till I get back. Okay. Um, but the rest of it was she gave me a uh, a body cleanse to start doing in January also. And also, I'm not going to be drinking in January. So, damn it. This is going to be the year, Kristen. All
1: right. All right. Good for you. This is
3: the year. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and,
1: and, and just so you know, it, it's, it's okay to gain a few pounds. It's all right. Yeah. Is that the bad news you were talking about? Talking about?
3: Yeah, I'm not used to that.
5: Um, <laughs> especially, it's the holidays, also. Yeah. That kind of happens to literally everyone. And you've just everyone. gone through a breakup.
3: Yeah. And this is the very first time that I've ever. I, I, I'm not even going to say that it's a weight issue, it's just for somebody that. I know this sounds crappy, um, but somebody has never had to deal with that issue whatsoever. And it's still not an issue, to be honest with you. Just seeing a number that's been higher than it has ever been before was a little stunning.
5: A little shock to the system. A little shock to the system. And you've said you felt kind of like sludgy because of what you've been eating and like slow down and gross. So compounded, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I still don't like the number.
4: <laughs>
5: okay.
3: I got off it, got back on it. Got off it, got back on it. <laughs> run taking, run again. Get, Same damn number. Let, let me take my socks off. <laughs> yeah, you take your shoes off. <laughs> I figured if I went on and off it so much, I'd burn fat before I got back on it the last time, and it would be down to a number I liked. It's the virtue.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. We
3: all want to believe in the picture uh, on Christmas morning where the whole family is together and we're opening up gifts and we're enjoying each other's company... And we're having dinner together, and we're laughing, and we're drinking, and it's Christmas time. We all want to believe that. For a lot of people, it's not that way, and grief is at the forefront on, during the holidays. And we got an email about this very thing, so we thought we'd bring Miranda Campbell in studio, who is a licensed therapist from, court, uh, from Port Counseling Group, for our free therapy Thursday. Good morning.
7: Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm here to talk about the saddies. Yes. We had another light one for you today, Miranda.
1: You're welcome.
3: (laughs) Kristen's got the email.
1: Yeah, I do. And I've gotten several DMs about this as um, somebody who has grief in her life. Um, and yeah, you hear everybody is like, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And while that may be the case for some, that's not the case for all. And I think that's a good reminder for everybody around the holidays to be mindful of. So it says, Dear Burt Show, specifically Kristen, I've been a listener from Indy since the early 2010s. By the way, sorry, my city sucks and gave you all the boot three times. They, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they
3: tried. That I, the, city tried.
1: They did. I am a bonus BSP winner, and I need your help. I lost my mom almost seven months ago, and we were so close. She was a person I called for advice when I needed help making life decisions and just general talk. We could call each other, only needing five minutes, and spend two hours on the phone. The loss of her was sort of sudden. She was 61, had been physically unhealthy for most of my life, but she was feeling normal Saturday morning to afternoon when I was at her home. Started feeling ill Saturday evening, asked me to come cook for her Tuesday night because she wasn't feeling well, went to the hospital at 11 a.m. on Day and by 7.30 that evening, she was gone. I am so angry at losing her. It was too soon, but right now, I just miss her. This is my first holiday season without her. I am a single mom sharing custody of my daughter with her dad, so I will be alone for Christmas, my favorite holiday. How can I get through the holidays with this pain? Kristen, I've always listened to you talk about your dad and the love you felt and still feel for him, which is how I felt about my mom. I know you say grief is forever, and the pain is great because the love was great, but it physically hurts my chest when I think about the loss of her. How did you get through the holidays the year you lost your dad? What might help make it bearable? Sincerely, orphan Lily now
3: the difference between her grief and your grief is you did have family around you and my concern here is that she's gonna be alone I know it's heartbreaking so we got a couple of things to talk about here all right so Miranda what do we got
7: well I have three things Mm -hmm. and my hope is that ensuring the three things that it will give Lily um, the ability to go through this the way she needs to versus the way she thinks she should and so the first, like, don't kill me or cringe, <laughs> but it is a little bit cliche, but I, it really does work. And that's just to practice gratitude. What gratitude does is it really helps you take this tunnel vision off the loss and allows you to kind of see all the other aspects of your life. And all the other aspects aren't all good or all bad. It's a mixed bag, but this allowing you to see all of it versus just, again, focusing on the loss. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you have, if if that helped you at all, Kristen, during your time. Um, see, it's so crazy
1: because that first year, because it's been over five years since my dad passed away. And the the thing with the holidays, it's not the holidays that got me with my dad because I always spent them with my mom and my brother. So for me, it was like New Year's is tough because I would spend New Year's with my dad. Um, There's a date in February that was his um, transplant day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that day is hard. There's other days. So because we didn't have a lot of um, holiday memories as an adult, I was able to... deflect and focus on my brother and my niece and nephew and and them. And so I guess in a sense of gratitude, like, you know, just focus on the family that I had present and
4: then
7: just sulk on those other days. Yeah. And it's not to to ignore. No, it's just seeing all of it, though. Mm -hmm. The other thing is making like a plan. And in fact, like making a plan A and a plan B. So what this could look like is like when you wake up in the morning, rate your mood like you're not going to be it's not going to be the same amount of heaviness all the time. And being able to differentiate like a okay day versus a devastating day like Mm -hmm. would make a really big impact in in what you put yourself up for. And so that could look like well, I may feel like doing this on Christmas morning, but in the event I don't, here's an alternative so that you're you don't shut down because you know the I guess going into the third thing, heavy emotions come with urges, and sometimes those urges giving into them feels so good, but they often keep us in the saddies. So we want to act the opposite and kind of train ourselves to set limits on how... It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with, like, shutting down, withdrawing, closing the curtains, but you have to set limits. Otherwise, you'll, you'll just dwell there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I've always said, you can
1: throw yourself a pity party, but you just have to leave at a certain point. Yeah. You're not allowed to stay there. And when it came to, like, day of stuff, like, you... It, it's it's up to you to figure out what traditions you want to incorporate because mm-hmm. you don't want to try not thinking about this person on that day because no. um, that's I, avoidance is is not going to help you in this. So, like, we will still call my my dad's girlfriend and we will Facetime with her and you know wish her a Merry Christmas. And then um, I have you know retail therapy is a thing. So my dad sent me a certain denomination check every single year and that was my Christmas gift. So every year. That amount of money I go out and I buy be something nice and that's from dad oh so yeah Smart. he's got me some nice things over the past couple of years <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this has increased right inflation <laughs> yeah. it should should yeah. I think so <laughs> I might need to increase that number so yeah and I, it, I literally to the to the penny will spend the exact amount that he used to send me via check and that's just my little way and then I like when I look at that stuff in the future like there's a certain purse I have and even though he wasn't here I feel like, you know, he bought it for me.
3: Can we address the part where she says that she's she's about to be alone mm-hmm. on this yeah. day also, sitting there with her own thoughts and her own memories? So how do you handle that?
7: Yeah, that sounds really rough. <laughs> um, but really going back to the drawing board and not feeling like I have to do this in the way that I've done this in the past. And again, like going through it the way you need to versus the way you think you should. Like. There's no rule that says that you have to celebrate on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know those feelings may come up on Christmas Day because how can they not? You can't avoid it. But at the same time, you can spark a new tradition this year if you if you'd like. Um, but just making the most of it, mm-hmm. doing what you can. It, it, it doesn't have to be the traditional approach that she's had.
3: Is there something to be said? and maybe this isn't the day to do it, of just sitting there in the depression.
7: Yes, there's absolutely something to be said. But again, you don't have to wallow in it. Like, it doesn't have to be that long. I think I said in the past, like, it it could be, see if you can tolerate it for a minute, you know, it may be spurts. There's certain, everyone's different. I know for me, if I'm sitting in emotions, like my protectors kind of go up after a while, like, oh, nah, girl, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) back up emotions. (laughs) But feeling it in those little increments does help um, along the journey. Like it helps you not stay stuck. I'm going to hurt forever. Right. Mm -hmm. But that hurt can progress and, and get different. And so and it, you also may not feel as bad as you think. And so just don't assume, like just show up with just an open mind and heart and it may not It may not be as bad. Yeah. Don't come in with expectations of the day of how bad it's going to be Mm -hmm.
1: or how good you can make it by filling the void with other things. Like I would try to come up with, um, and sometimes it takes a couple years to figure out what you want to do to honor the person that you've lost, but you and your daughter will come up with a way to, to honor your mom that feels true to you. Mm hmm.
3: Um and I, you know, I'm being totally serious about this. On days like this, I have tried to numb myself with alcohol, and it, it doesn't work. Oh no, it makes it worse. <laughs> it, yeah, it, yeah. it helps for about 90 minutes, and then you're. It makes it way, 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 way worse.
7: Well, those are the urges, right? Yeah. The, the urges that come up for you are, is to drink, mm. and then, well, guess what? It keeps you sad. Mm-hmm. So, finding a way to do so, what's the opposite.
1: And, and, and I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is wrong, but Bert has, I don't want to say he's called me out, but he's pointed out the fact that I do lean into my sadness, um, especially when it's come to my dad, and I can feel it, and there'll be times when, like, you know, I have the last voicemail. He left mm-hmm. me saying, I love you, and sometimes I just want to hear his voice, yeah. and... And I just, I pull that up and I listen to it multiple times over and over again. I have myself a good cry. And then
7: I try to, I try to gather my s and mm. go downstairs and be a mom. But <laughs> you know what that says to me? It says that you have this great trust in yourself yeah. to know that you can go there and feel mm. it and and be there for yourself and, and get through it and not stay there. It's not going to. In some weird
1: way, it feels like, um, because I don't, obviously, you don't want to forget the person that you have this, you know, that you have and had this tremendous love for. So in in this weird way, I feel by doing that, even though it sounds kind of like, I don't know, morbid or morose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a way of honoring him. Now, granted, I know it's not the way he would want me to honor him mm-hmm. because he was a very jovial, funny guy and crack jokes all the time. So me sitting in my bed crying, listening to his voice, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm sure it's not what Pops hasn't, mm-hmm. you know, had in mind for me. But um, it, it, for me, it's a, it's a nice cathartic release because mm-hmm. that grief can get pent up and sometimes you just got to pop the top and let it fly and then, put the cap back on, and that's you you go about your business.
2: Like y'all have said, it's definitely different for everybody. But I I know for me personally, when I lost my grandmother right before Christmas and then had to spend the Christmas alone, I'm typically the kind of person that will run from feeling it or run from the pain. But that particular time, it was so loud that I had to sit in it. I was forced to sit in it. And what I did that helped me in a way that I never thought it would was talk to her. That's that's Mm -hmm. literally what I—those moments when it was, like, too hard to run from the pain, I would just tell her how much a pain I was in. And it, it did help me heal eventually.
7: Yeah. So two, two resources real quick. Uh, OptionB.org is a space for um, learning how to deal with your grief or supporting someone through it. And then also tomorrow at 1.30, we are doing a virtual grief-centered yoga therapy group. And so we can definitely, um, there's still space. You can go to... CG.com right. for details. Thank you, Miranda. Appreciate it. Thank you. It. Thank you.
2: Get it. The bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the bird Show's entertainment buzz.
6: I am horrified because my favorite Christmas film of all time apparently turned a bunch of kids. Into degenerates. All these years, I thought the Santa Claus was a fun family film. Little did I know they had to delete one of the scenes because it prompted kids to call a sex hotline. <laughs> so when the, when the movie hit theaters in 1994, there was a scene where Tim Allen's ex-wife or character is dropping off their son to him. And she gives Tim a slip of paper that has the number of her new boyfriend's mom's house on it in case he needs to reach her in case of an emergency. So apparently this was a real sex hotline that kids started calling after it was in the film. And they had to delete it from the movie because so many kids sure. ended up calling it. So they saw all these kids started calling up 1-800-SPANK-ME. <laughs> yes!
4: And it was a real
6: sex hotline. Like it wasn't It wasn't just something they made up like a 555 number. It
1: would
2: wow. literally leave people.
6: <laughs> what would happen if we call it up right
1: now, you think it's still active?
2: Let's try it. We could try it.
1: Hey, Katie, you call it 1 800 Spank Me and just tell the engineers <laughs> it's for the show.
3: <laughs> okay, stand by. I mean, it's not like you don't know what you're going to get when you dial that. Uh, yeah. You know, there are numbers in songs and they're nothing, but this is Spank Me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you know what you're going to get when you call.
6: Wasn't three zero nine a real number at oh, one yeah. point? Uh-huh. It really was?
4: Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yep.
6: Yeah, I know a bunch of people called it. And there was one in a country song that I used to love that I called. It was a dead number. So it's surprising to me that they would be so ballsy in this film that's meeting meeting such a mass audience that it would
0: be a real number. All right. Anything? Hang Wait. on, we're trying to figure out what the numbers are for SP. Oh,
4: okay. oh, <laughs> no, All right. Okay. You will figure that out. Well, I'll I'm, I'm
6: move, move on to a different story <laughs> in the meantime. Okay, Bridgers and Stans are furious because they feel like Netflix is scamming them. So Netflix season three, the release date just came out and people are peeved because... A. This season has been held hostage in Shondaland for like a year and a half. And the other thing is that they've decided to release this season in two parts, leading to them to feel like they are being scammed into keeping their Netflix subscription longer ah. than they want. So the first air date is May 16th, and the second half is getting released on June 13th. So obviously it means if you just want to watch Bridgerton, you can't just keep it around for a month. you got to keep it around for two. Uh,
3: I know I'm going to sound old, like curmudgeon and stuff, but I hate this new evolution that is acceptable now to where a new series comes out three years later like a stranger things is not coming out until like 2084 Um, I hate this Uh, and I think it started with the Sopranos and I just hate that the series aren't one right after the other anymore
5: you know what else I hate? Part of the benefit of streaming services, even though there are so many right now, I wish they would bundle them together like cable, um, is they started doing the thing. The beauty is you used to be able to sit down and binge an entire season over the course of a weekend because yeah. they drop it once. Now they're doing like every Thursday the next episode. And I'm like, you can't do
3: that. Right. This yeah. is 2023.
5: You're
1: just cable all over again. Give me my binge-worthy series. <laughs> Ooh, but The Crown, part two of season six, out today.
3: Ooh. One one
2: episode of the whole thing.
1: The part 2. So there's multiple episodes. I think there's um Six final episodes that just that just dropped today.
2: Yeah, once they stop dropping full seasons, you can't go back. Like, that that was the new wave. You yep. can't go back to one episode right. at a time now. There's no way. yeah, the Great British
6: Baking Show does that. And I have to wait every Friday for an episode. The Buccaneers <laughs> does that. I saw that yesterday at, like, 5 p.m. It's like a new episode has dropped. I'm like, I know you have it ready. <laughs> Why are you making me wave?
3: You guys were talking about that so much, and I saw, like, the ratings were high on it that yeah. I thought I'd give it a try, right? Uh-huh. It's kind of a Bridgerton ripoff, right?
1: I wouldn't say it's a Bridgerton rip-off. No. But it's Bridgerton-esque. Okay. It's I, Bridgerton-ish. I
3: gave it ten minutes and then I put something else on. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I don't get the sense that it's exactly <laughs> your uh,
3: But you your wouldn't demo. think that about Bridgerton either, but I love that show.
1: Really? Oh, yes. That had more steamier sex scenes, and that's why you yeah. liked it. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, Katie, do we have the number or no? All
0: right. So after decoding it. And calling, it was just a busy tone. Okay. So oh. What
1: about my You me? know why? why? Because our show listeners heard you say 1 800 spank me and they're all calling <laughs> it
4: right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's busy.
6: Okay. Do you remember like a week or two ago, we were talking about Brenda Lee's rocking Around the Christmas Tree? It's at the top of the charts and we didn't understand why it was in the number one spot after 65 years. Well, a listener DM'd me about this and said that she has a theory as to why it's finally at the top spot. On TikTok, there was a video that went viral that revealed that Brenda Lee is not in fact an old woman singing the song she was 13 at the time of recording so I think everybody ran mm-hmm. to like streaming services to look it up and see and to compare it with the knowledge now knowing that it's like a super young girl singing the song alright for more stories head to the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform
2: get it
3: the Burt Show she thought she had met Mr. Wright. then he made one fatal mistake perhaps in the bedroom and now she's wondering should she ditch him
0: or date him Katie I am 100% convinced that my friend is stupid.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Um, so, yes, uh, about four weeks ago, my friend started dating a new guy that she met through a mutual friend of ours. And the two, like, immediately hit it off. They were, like, conversation was great. The dates that they've gone on have been great. And, like, they, they'll they stay on the phone for hours and talk. Like, who does that anymore? Like, he'll actually call her up and they'll spend, like, two hours like every other day talking. <sighs> so she really liked this guy. <laughs> That
3: was out loud. That sounds exhausting, man. Yuck. Two hours on the phone every other day. That is a lot. <laughs> it is. How, now, your girl's in a different state, but how yeah. long do, do you guys spend on the phone together?
2: It's, it's been a negotiation process for a long time of me trying to get it down and her trying to get it up. But no,
4: <laughs> That's yeah, <true>. right, right. <laughs> right. right. That's too
2: easy. But about an hour. An hour. About, to say about an hour a okay.
0: day. Okay, so I think that that's unheard of, and she really likes him. She hit me up when she's like, "Katie, I like this guy so much." I'm like, "Girl, that's good. Like, I'm finally happy that you're happy because it's been a long time coming." So the last date that they went on, they started talking about um, their sexual history, and oh boy, because that's smart.
3: Oh boy, <laughs> Why? how long they've been
0: going out now? Four weeks. Oh, a month in, and they decided to talk about their sexual history. Yes, I. Didn't even think to ask her how the conversation got started. Uh She started
3: it. I can assure you already. (laughs) (laughs) That would be creepy if a
0: dude was like, so how many people you slept with? So as they're having this conversation, he mentioned that um, he's allergic, quote unquote, to using protection. <laughs> so, the latex. He has they still use it, huh? No, that's a thing, though. No, it is a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He doesn't have a latex allergy. He just is using the term allergic. No, it's not because he would break out in hives. It's just because he doesn't want to.
4: Oh, oh,
1: he's just using that, like, quote unquote, allergic. Yeah. When in actuality, it's his
0: preference to go unsheathed.
4: Yes. <laughs> and. <laughs>
0: So she thought, oh, like when you're like in a serious relationship, this is what you do now when you're just casually out here. He's like, no, even when I'm casually out here. He's got a
1: dirty Uh dingle. (laughs) Yes,
0: a dirty dingle. So, (laughs) but he tried to reassure her. Hey, I get tested, though. I make sure I always am tested and my test results are up to date. And, you know. I'm not worried about having kids because as long as the woman is on, like, birth control or whatever, we're good. Yeah, put it all on her. Uh-huh. Right. Put it all on her. Mm. And my friend said that this kind of was a flag for her.
2: Kind of, huh? <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Here's the problem. She said, kind of. She's like, Katie, actually, I'm still going to continue to date him.
3: Oh, nice. And
4: this
0: is where I'm like, girl, you are stupid.
3: exactly. Yeah, well, I think we're all in agreement with you. She is. She's stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just trying to figure out how to convince... Well, yeah, because I want to convince her that she needs to back away from him because I see so many red flags. Like, this dude doesn't care about his health even though he says he does. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that uh, I feel would go under this. Like, is he considered of others? Like, you're just thinking about yourself and how you feel. Could she... If if she's like really
1: into this guy, I agree with you. This is like lots of red flags oh. popping up all over the place, um, as well as sores on his nether region. But anyway, um, I if I were her, I would be like, "All right, that's fine. That's your that's your preference. But my preference is I don't sleep with anybody without protection. So if you want to sleep with me, you'll use protection. And then if he refuses, bye bye."
2: Okay, I've got. Did you Google dirty dingles? <laughs>
4: No,
3: I don't care about his. Okay. I care about hers because I was looking for shock value. So I Googled vagina STD. Why? And images. Because I'm looking for something that will shock her friend into going, okay, there's absolutely no way you're putting that here without something on it. And the pictures are shocking. If that doesn't do it for her, nothing will.
5: Also, your friend should get tested for HPV because they can't test men for that, but mm-hmm. they can test women. So she, and that is a very, very common thing that can cause cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. So she could have picked that up from him already and not even know it. Well, have they done the D? Yeah. They yeah, haven't done so, the D. D. Oh, okay, Not, good. not, not okay. that I'm aware of.
1: Okay. But mm-hmm.
3: the threat of getting cancer <coughs> would be less of a threat than these pictures I'm looking at. Kristen, come over here for just
1: one. I'm come here. Lo- no, no. here.
5: Absolutely not. Come on. She likes to eat her yogurt in the mornings. Don't ruin it for her. <laughs> Stop oh it. God.
1: I am not coming over there looking at whatever you just pulled up on your computer.
3: Holy Christ.
5: Wow. wow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> During Jesus' birthday season? <laughs> he would want me to share this info. <laughs> he would want me to. I okay. am telling you, have her take a look at those pictures. Because that's, if that's her future, oh boy, that's going to be real bad.
1: And hopefully if she's your age, um, I think you all should have gotten the HPV vaccine. Oh, right. that wasn't around for That me. wasn't around for you and I, but... Yeah, like it was a requirement for mm-hmm. a, people who are young like Katie.
5: Oh, I forget they have technological advances. They have a yes. chicken pox vaccine now. What the hell? Oh, wow. Now, yeah, right? How convenient. Uh-huh. <laughs> Katie, the other thing is this shows an ultimate like an absolute disrespect for his partners because it is a safety, like a health safety issue. And even if he says he's careful and he gets oh. tested regularly, it's really just dismissing that for his partners and it, it's not being responsible. It's fine. D- your number doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's how you treat each individual individual that you sleep with that matters, and this is showing disrespect.
0: Ditch. I agree. Ditch. 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 Yep. Ditch. Ditch, ditch. Ditch. Ditch it is. It's the
2: bird show. Or get
1: an itch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the bird show.